Absolutely. I mean, that is a pro tip. That's pro why tip. you bring in the Hall of Famer. Yeah. We're just taking notes right now. Yeah. I tell you what, a little bit later on, we got some knowledge. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We uh, we gonna have some groceries for you to take with you as well. Oh, too. okay. Just, just you know. Just oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Hey, Enjoy yourself. You. Yes, Nothing sir. likes a barbecue. I'm a, bar- a barbecueologist. Well, yes, we, sir. We want to talk about a little bit about yeah. that too. So we'll, yeah. we'll get there. I'm Brent Reeves. And I'm Juan Reeves. We're second-generation restaurant owners carrying on our father's legacy. We've been on a number of TV shows from Good Morning America to Guy's Grocery Games. And now we're starting our own podcast. Some people say that he's a handsome guy, even so much so he's pretty. This dude is definitely funny. (laughs) Together that makes us pretty pretty funny. funny. (laughs) All right, y'all. Episode three of the Pretty Funny Podcast. Juan I'm First just, of all, it's Black I'm, History Month. It We're is. We're super excited about that. Right, right. And now we are really here with one of our- Oh, my like, goodness. Probably one of the most influential people in, in our lives in radio. Yes. Really. Yes. This is not- Easily. That's not like conjecture. That's that's fact. I don't remember not hearing his voice on the radio. I mean, we there has not been a time in your life. No. Because when since you've been old enough to remember listening to the radio, right. Chris Arnold was on the radio. <laughs> 30 years of K- at, at at K104. Yeah. He had his own TV show. I don't know if you remember, On the Beam. Oh, my goodness. He worked at, he worked at Channel 8. Yes. Uh, I don't know, like maybe five or six years, I believe. Yeah. And won an Emmy. Oh. He's in the Texas Black Sports Hall of Fame. Yep. He's in the Texas Radio Hall of Fame. He's been to every sporting event in the world, pretty Man. much, that you'd want to go to. Oh, my God. So it's a pleasure. It's an honor to have Chris Arnold here today on this Pretty Funny Podcast. Thank you and welcome. Give it up one time for the great Chris Arnold. Got you down. <laughs> oh, man. Glad all, to be here. I couldn't wait to hear that. I was hoping he was going to say that because right now, if you, if, you, if, you ha- if you don't know, he's also currently at, at 105.3 The Fan. 105.3 The Fan. And That's right. And Arena MC for the Mavericks. That's right. So I stay busy. You stay busy. Yeah, oh. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys listening all these years because time just flies. Yes, man. sir. Yes, sir. Man, yes, we've sir. grown up listening. Yes, and now sir. We're, but the cool part is we're talking to you now. Hey, oh. ain't nothing but things. Man. How cool is that? I'm here with y'all. I'm on the PFP. Oh. Pretty Funny Podcast. There it is. Hey. The PFP. I love it. Now I know what the t-shirt's going to be. PFP. PFP. There Ooh, it is. Dr. Dave. We're on it. We got to get it. Oh. Okay. So, so let's dive in. Let's get in it. Let's get in it. So your bio says you started at age 14. Yes. How in the world do you get on the radio at age 14? Well, what had happened was, <laughs> I was I was growing up in Memphis. Uh, well, I went to grade school in Oklahoma City, and we moved to Memphis when I was in the mid- middle school. Okay. And I was listening to the radio, my favorite station, uh, WLOK, and I just heard uh, one of the DJs talking about the weekend anchor and that she was leaving them. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, Barbara Waters is leaving. You know, whoever it is, uh, Oprah's leaving. Yeah. 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 And they said, she's going off to college. I went, College, I mean, she's high school age. Oh, mm. wow. And she was the weekend news anchor. Mm. And I went, I bet I could do that. And so I taught at my- At 14? Did she, no, I th- at 14, I, mean, I thought I could do that. But I mean, did, at 14, you thought you could do that. Yeah, I, I, I could read. I, yeah. can, I, can, yeah. I know world events. I know, th- yeah. I'm like, I could do that. Yeah. And it made, made me feel like I could do it too. Because yeah. I didn't, I, my mind, she was 40, 50 years old sure. and she was retiring or something. Yeah. Right. But they said she's, and she's going off to college. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I had my daddy take me down to that radio station. I said, so I get a, a visit, a tour, you know, take yeah. a look at it. Yeah. And so they let me in there and we walked around and they were showing me stuff. And I said, boy, I'd love to be on the air. And they said, 
you know, we need somebody to read a script uh, for a commercial. We need a teenage voice. Can you read this script? And I said, sure. <laughs> so I knocked out this spot for him. And they said, if, if you can, no, I said, I, I really want to be a DJ. Mm. And they said, well, you need to get an FCC license. Because back in the day, you had to have an FCC license. Okay. And you okay. had to make a 90 or above, or you couldn't take it again for three months. Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh, yeah, it was like an SAT or SAT. You know, it was, it was, you had to That's really, and you had to talk about ship to shore, and you had to, everything, ham radio. It was so generic, but wow. you had to know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'll make this. I'm, and so I passed the test, and they asked me to be a high school football reporter. And then I became the weekend DJ. And it was like things just started popping. Oh, so wow. I was I was already doing things in high school. I was a senior class president. I was the student body president. I was running things, you know. <laughs> and so this is at Bartlett High School in Memphis, Tennessee. And it, like I said, as soon as I went off to uh, college, University of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma, oh, you like the football team? And I said, I'm going to go. And they had a uh, top-notch school of journalism. Okay, okay. So I said, okay, it was, a, it was one of the top 15 schools in the country. And I said, okay. That way I can do both. Now, my mom and dad is like, okay, you try all this. My dad's like, but you know, you might have to get a real job one day. <laughs> you can't be doing that. You can't expect radio. Right. To, to, I'm like, no, this is what I do. And I right. said, I'll also take meteorology just in case, do the weather. Okay. No That's and a good do idea. do some television if I had to do that. Okay. I was like, I'm going to be in media. You knew yeah. it. Got my degree in journalism. I was working my way through college on the radio in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. I was DJing parties at the at the school at OU, you know, frat parties or even whatever. But I had a party because right. I was already on the radio. <laughs> and I was a DJ I mean, on the radio. A professional. I mean, how cool is that? The guy that I heard on the radio is at my party tonight. Yeah, it's that's like awesome. I, I, I was working it. Because yeah. wow. I had to, you know, some people working at, at Domino's. I'm working on the radio <laughs> and working at these parties, right? And then I would MC some of the concerts that came through. So. Okay. Oh, because wow. I was because they because you were connected right. to the radio station, sure. and I'm doing yeah. I'm cutting spots and stuff for them. And there was a, a promoter out of Dallas, okay. the late great Rufus Shaw. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah I'm familiar. Oh, yeah. With oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he used to run track at SMU as yep. well, but mm-hmm. he was he, one of Dad's partners. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So Rufus asked me. He said, "Man, you too big for Oklahoma." He said, "Why don't you cut some of these spots for me? And if you ever need a, a recommendation, you just let me know." Okay. Well, soon as I graduated. I was like, okay, I'm not going to work in Oklahoma anymore. I'm already doing good in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And I said, and because I, I was a DJ. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to be a DJ. And by the way, I did an internship doing sports on TV in Oklahoma City because okay. I like sports. Yeah. I, I wasn't like loving sports. I'm only going to do sports. I'm like, I know I know sports, and I can talk about sports, and I, I know a lot of these guys in sports. So, But I was a DJ. Okay. okay. And I had all the contacts with the record companies, and I mean going to the concerts, emceeing the concerts, backstage passes, everything you'd want. And I'm like – I'm going back to Memphis. Killed a game in Memphis. Had a plan. If you're going to be successful in life, you got to have a plan. All Absolutely. right. Success All is right. not you're success is not a destination. It is a journey. And it's mm. twists and turns. And but you got to have a plan. You mm. have to have something to aspire to. So I said, okay. He preaching right now. I'm going mean. to go to Memphis for a couple of years. Then I'm going to go to L.A. and New York. Okay. Okay. To be hey. a big time DJ, one of them cities. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got hired immediately before I'd even graduated. To the station in Oklahoma City, excuse me, in uh, Memphis, okay. called uh, FM 100. Okay. And FM 100 said, yeah, we we want you to be our morning DJ. Now, I'm 21 years old. Morning DJ. The morning, like the Tom Joyner. The okay. prime spot. Right. Yes, the wow. Skip Murphy, the yeah, Tom yeah. Joyner yeah. of Memphis at this station. Wow. And the national PD, the local PD hired me. National PD said, hold on. We got this guy in Boston mm. who's really good. 
And the local PD's like, no, nah, he's not from Memphis. He don't know the town. Yeah, yeah. We got right. this kid that grew up here, was on the radio since he was 14. He's killing the game in Oklahoma. Here's his tape. He sounds good. And they said, well, we're going to think about it. So I'm on hold. Oh, man. And I'm like, I, the national guy might overrule the local guy. Wow. I got to have my backup plan. Yes, sir. I called up Rufus. I said, Rufus, mind you, I'd never been to Dallas except for Texas OU games. That was, that it. was it. Wow. Don't have <laughs> no friends in the state of Texas. But I knew Rufus because yeah. I was doing his I was doing his commercials for all of his concerts wherever they wherever were in the country. Yeah. Okay, okay. So he said, "Man, you come to Dallas. Uh, this is who you got to go bring your air check to your radio tape. You bring it to K one hundred four. You bring it to K ninety seven. Okay. No, not K ninety seven. I forget the K N O N or something. Yeah. Whatever it was, okay. it was some, the, the other black station. But yeah. I also bring it to Q one hundred two album rock because okay. I was actually." For about a semester, I did some, I did some album rock in Oklahoma City. Oh, 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 oh. 100 the cat. Oh yeah. For all you cats and kittens out there listening, <laughs> I was doing that. And so uh, they go K K one hundred four, KRLD news, yeah. of course. And uh, like I said, Q one hundred two, and I think it was he was like six stations. Okay. And he said, put me on your resume. I'll vouch for you the whole nine yards. He said, go to K one hundred four first. Ask for Chuck Smith. Okay. Okay. The late great Chuck Smith, yep. who was the operations manager. Mm-hmm. And I went in there, and I, uh, Chuck said, yeah, I'm going to do you, Rufus, a favor and listen to your tape and talk to you. And what you got going on? Mm-hmm. Then he said, well, we have no DJ positions available. <laughs> I said, okay, Thanks, I'm Chuck. gone. I'm making around." He goes, well, wait a minute. You do sports too? I oh. said, yeah. He said, well, guess what? We just got this in 1980. Okay. Last week, we just got an NBA team called the Dallas Mavericks. I'm like, okay, so that's good. Oh my! Then he said, goodness. "You know, we got oh the Texas my. Rangers, we got the Dallas Cowboys, we got SMU, TCU, UTA, North Texas. You got all these colleges, let alone the high school scene." I was like, "That's fine, but I need to be a DJ because I ain't making no money <laughs> doing sports on a music station. That is not going to work." Right. right. And he said, "But you know, if you'll be able to cut, we're gonna, we're really gonna have a." You're gonna be the sports director. You get to cover all those things. I'm like, I am not interested. I At know I can do it. Twenty one. He's offering you this opportunity. Yeah, but it's a music station. I'm like, I'm not gonna make wow. any money. It's not gonna, it's not gonna work. It's not, I'm, I'm a DJ. <laughs> the sports is on the side for fun. You don't understand, Juan. He's, he's a DJ. He's a DJ. He's DJ. Yeah. <laughs> Album rock, R and B, whatever you need. Whatever you need. All right. Yeah, that's the capital C. Who me? H R I S A R N O L D D O W G. See Chris Arnold, dog, and now you know. And now you know. And believe that. Believe that. They don't. All I said was, I'm a DJ first. The sports. Well, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. But that's not what I'm trying to do because I got a DJ job waiting on me in Memphis. I just got to see my guy from Boston. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, I, tell you, I, said, I told him, I said, I tell you what, because he was, he was really trying to sell me on this. He said, you'd be the perfect one for this sport. And they didn't ever have a sports department. Mm. They had no sports. I was going to be it. Why did he want a sports department in a music Because he station? really likes sports. He wanted to be a total music, uh, a total service station, service okay. broadcasting, okay. total okay. service. They had a full-time news department. They had just started a full-time news department. Okay. They had weather. They had a traffic helicopter, you know, the updates. And okay. They That's had right. all those things, and they wanted the sports piece to complete the whole thing to be like a total no reason to flip the dial. Right. You got everything wow. here. You got everything. Your, your entertainment, yeah. and your information, all the things you need to know. Plus, if you black, you talk barbershop, you could check on sports. That's yeah. it. That's it. it. Yeah. Sports was right up there with entertainment. Yes, sure. sir. Absolutely. Yes, so sir. I was like, 
In fact, that's how I even got into sports, right? Liking sports. When I was a little boy in Memphis, my daddy took me to the barbershop on Saturday to get that cut, just yep. like everybody else. Yep. Everybody's arguing about some sports in the barbershop, right. watching, watching TV. Yep. So that's how I got hooked on some sports. But it okay. wasn't like that's what I wanted to do. Right. I never – my my sports heroes were not, like, team sport guys. Okay. My yeah. number one hero was Bruce Lee. Oh, wow. Because he was cold. And I'm so old, back in the day, he had them Bruce Lee movies. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Them, oh, them karate movies. Bruce Lee fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, huge, huge Bruce Lee fan. Be yeah. water. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's all about the discipline. That's right. And then my second favorite athlete was Muhammad Ali. Okay. okay. Then you go from there. Yeah. Right. And, right. and you know, then team sports or whatever. Uh -huh. So I went like I was a Cowboys fan or, you know, I, my favorite team in all of sports his Oklahoma Sooners. Okay, I mean, that's, that makes sense. It's a, so that makes sense. pro yeah. football is not even my favorite right. sports. Sport. I love it, but yeah. it's not my favorite. I, right. And I can talk it all day. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally enjoy it. But if I'm going to be passionate and get mad about something, it's about college football. There you wow. go. All you right. know? Wow. Makes sense. Yeah. And the NBA, love the NBA. Can talk about it backwards. And again, so all these things. So he said, I said, if you give me a real shot mm -hmm. at a DJ position, mm -hmm. if it opens up, then I'll do this. And in my mind, I'll do this in a major market until I get my DJ job. Right. There you go. And whether it's K104 anywhere in America. Right. Right. Because so so you, you, people want, in, in the world of media, just like the regular world, people want to hire you away from somewhere. They don't want to hire you from off the couch. Right. They're That's like, right. Why is he on the couch? Exactly. Oh, he's in between jobs. Why is that? Yeah. Wow. Fresh out of college. Well, you might have to wait a little longer. Whatever. Yeah. And even when I was in college, my last semester, I was talking to a, my guidance counselor and, and uh, he was saying, because I said, he said you got you got he said you have to go five years. I like, no, I got I got big plans. <laughs> right, I'm just plans, getting. Man. I got yeah, I got a degree to get, and I'm like, I'm get this degree and then keep on stepping. I got bigger plans. That's right. He said, it, you got you got like uh, thirty more hours to go or something like that. I can't remember. It's a lot, mm -hmm. and for one semester. And I said, nope. I got. I said, if I. He said. You are already doing, because I was on the air in Oklahoma yeah. City. He said, you are already doing what everybody's in this school trying to do. You mm -hmm. got the job. He said, you just need to, I said, I will quit this job, mm -hmm. and I'm going to grind. And I did. I grind. I did all, I did correspondence courses. I did night classes. Wow. I did the intern. I tested out a lot of classes, too, because right. I was already on the radio. Right. So, I mean, I didn't get a degree in radio, TV. I got a degree in journalism. Journalism. Okay. Right. So, I tested out all the radio, TV stuff, and I, and I got credit for it. But the bottom line was, I said, I'm going to do what it takes. Because I, mm. once I finish school, I ain't coming back. No, <laughs> I got bigger things. No, sir. Yeah. So moving back to Dallas. So I'm on in Dallas, K104. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm covering all these athletes and sports figures and coaches and whatnot. And then I started breaking some stories. We were associated with the, uh, uh, we were affiliated with the Associated Press. We had a teletype machine back okay. in the day. Oh, and wow. So if you had a breaking story, You're if you had a story that you broke, you had to make sure you had to ha have it vouched by somebody else. Okay. Right. You had to have, in other words, two sources. Okay. Right. You had to uh, have it. Yeah, it all typed up. It, it wasn't like like social media there. We just throw something out there. Right. People say, I guess that's true. It's on social right. media. Yeah. It's verified account. <laughs> yeah, he's got the blue check mark. Yeah, he's got the blue right. check mark. No, back then they had there. You had to go through. Some, but I broke some stories for K104. The first one I ever broke was in 1980. The Mavericks first round draft pick Kiki Vandeweghe. Oh yeah. Oh the, wow. He's a close friend of mine to this day. Oh, wow. wow. He said he wasn't gonna play for the Mavericks, and that was the first story I broke. And then I broke other stories. The biggest story I ever broke was uh, Herschel Walker trade. 
Ooh. Oh, I'm the one that broke right. that story. I that. Flex. Ooh. Well, somebody had to. <laughs> hey. And hey. The, the other story I broke, I, this is a breaking story, but it was handed to me to break. This is the craziest thing. Back when Jason Kidd got traded to the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. for Michael mm-hmm. Finley and mm-hmm. um, Sam Cassell, A.C. Green. Mm-hmm. And Steve, was Steve Nash in that trade? No, no. Nash wasn't even in the NBA yet. Oh, okay. So this is what's so wild. So J.K. is one of my best friends to this day. Wow. So back then, they were trading him because his agent was about to demand a trade. And if they demand a trade, you have no value or you can't get what you want. Right. You know, right. right. Once everybody set. hears about it. That's, sure. why, that's why K.D. went under the radar last night. Right. It's like nobody knew they were going to trade him. And all of a sudden, go. they were tra- able to get if They were saying, K.D.'s got, is getting out of here. You're not getting five yeah. draft picks. Thank you. Yeah. Well, wow. well back to uh, J. Kidd. They traded him in the middle of a game. So I'm covering the game for the Mavericks for Fox Sports Southwest. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody uh, rented J- Jason's car. My Fender Bender wasn't nothing big. And they said, we're going to have him sit out this game because his neck might hurt, you know, for legal reasons or whatever. So he's sitting out on the end of the bench. Mm-hmm. Then he goes in the locker room at halftime. Mm-hmm. And then the director of PR for the Mavericks back then, uh, Kevin Sullivan, said, Chris, I need you to read this statement for us. Back there was no internet. So yeah. read this statement for us. And wait a minute. Okay, so <laughs> I always get something on my phone. Yeah. So uh said, read this statement. I look at the statement, it's like Mavericks have announced they are trading Jay. We want you to read this on TV. Stand behind the PA announcer. I was like, what the Oh my <laughs> Jason Kidd is being traded to the Dallas Mavericks, um, with Tony Dumas and coming for Michael Finley, Sam Cassell, AC Green. And I mean, everybody <laughs> just lost it. Pandemonium. Oh, yeah. And they hustled Jason. Jason was walking and talking right out to his car. And then he it was like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, Now, I'm going to tell you something that's crazy. I'm, I'm going to tie this all, I'm going to tie this all up. Remember a few years ago when Luca was a rookie and they traded away Harrison Barnes in the middle of a game? Yes. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, I remember that. People act like that's the first time in history that's that ever happened. That's what everybody said. Right. And I was like. Mm-mm. Not, everyone in fact, said that never happened before. It it happens all the time. Right. Yeah. Here's the craziest thing about that. So I'm at you know I'm doing MC in the game like I normally do whatever, right. and they announced well they what it was was the game was televised of course, and people have social media, and they're like Harrison Barnes is traded and he doesn't even know it. Oh look at him he's <gasps> out there being he's playing and he doesn't even know it. He knew. Oh. Let me explain. Okay. They told him days before, we are not going to extend your contract. We love it. By the way, they absolutely loved Harrison. I mean, yeah. was this brother was cool to death yeah. in the yeah. community, community, everything guy, you want. Yeah. But he was also a solid player. He wasn't no great player, but right. he was solid. Right. Right. He didn't right. mess yeah. up. He wasn't, a, he, wasn't, he wasn't overvalued. I mean, it was a good fit. Yeah. But they said, we need some cap space because we're ready to go after somebody. So HB... We want to trade you, but we want to trade you. We got a couple of teams we could, cho- and you could choose which one you want. He chose the Sacramento Kings. Oh, okay. They said, "Okay, we'll sit you out this game." And he goes, "No, I want to play one more time in a Maverick uniform. It means a lot to me." Oh, so he wow. knew he was wow. traded, but the public, look at him. He don't even know because it's oh. on social media. And how it got out was the players who he got traded for, for the Kings, Kings West Coast. Yeah. So they had a game that was two hours later. So they were getting they pulled out. They pulled those players out. Right. Wow. And somebody put two and two together, and they and somebody, you know, like a Woj or a yeah. Shams, mm-hmm. they announced it on social media, and but they thought, 
man, that's cold-blooded. Harrison Barnes don't even know he's traded. He knew he was traded. Wow. Here's the kicker out of all of this. I, and everybody, that has never happened before. Ironically, at that game, Jason Kidd was there visiting, visiting Rick Carlisle. He was visiting Rick Carlisle, going to go down to San Antonio, uh, talk to Pop. This was after he got uh, fired from the Milwaukee Bucks, right. before okay. he went to the Lakers. Right. He's, He's like, I'm going to go over some things and, and get, you know, to make diligence. the moves. Yeah. yeah. To make my moves so I can position myself to be head coach again. He was in Dallas. And the first <laughs> thing he said to me, he said, Cause remember what happened with me? I remember what happened with you. He said, "People act like saying never happened before." I said, "That's right. They don't know." And so yeah. there he was with me, same city where it happened to him. That's oh, crazy. You realize we just had a CA confidential. CA stories confidential. We just had a CA right stories. now. Right now. Right now. I I I've heard I got of, nothing but them. I know. Oh well, I we, know. We, 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 know. we we already know. We I know. mean, it's just you, you, I got the crazy you, story. You, you, the king you, of the confidential. You, 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 you answered one of our questions because we were curious: Were right. you a radio guy doing sports or a sports guy who got into radio? You answered that. Radio guy. You're a D radio guy. Right. DJ. You're a DJ. Right. And so what was wild about K104 is I had the best of both worlds. This is when I said, okay, I. First of all, I, I like doing the sports stuff. I liked it, but I was like, I ain't going to get paid the way I want. I'm trying to get like a million-dollar contract yeah, you're, being you're, a DJ somewhere. big-time right. DJ. Right. Exactly. I want that Tom Jordan money. <laughs> <laughs> I like, but not be, you know, I'm not Tom's my guy, but I, I didn't, you know, yeah. this, he wasn't even here yet. He was still in Chicago. That was oh, the question yeah. I had. When did, when did that happen? Oh, okay, so Tom Tom was in Chicago. He left K1, KKDA. He was okay. on KKDA in the 70s. Okay. And Willis Johnson came out behind, right behind uh, right. Tom. Yeah. But he went to Chicago, not going back and forth. He was just working in Chicago. Actually, Muhammad Ali hired him away to be his uh, promoter, not like Don King, but being his yeah. marketing guy. Because he, he was so impressed with Tom Jordan down here in Dallas because Tom was always coming up with crazy stuff to promote Ali's fights. Right. So he said, I'm going to hire you, and you can be my like my advance man, like my Bundini Brown, yeah. you know? Wow. So Tom moves to Chicago. Hype, he wasn't even on the radio no more. And then Ali wasn't fighting, like, but every year or two. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like, ah, I'm bored as hell. Yeah. So he got on the radio <laughs> in Chicago. Okay. Then he came back to Dallas, like, in 82 or okay. 83. I was on with... This guy named Warren Epps the first uh, few years I was in Dallas. Oh, he was morning show. Yeah. The late, great Warren Epps. Well, so back, like I was saying, it's the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. uh, and by the way, Tom didn't start going back and forth to Chicago to the end of the 80s. Right. Like okay. I'd worked with Tom like, you know, six years before he started going back and forth. Okay. And that was an amazing story, too. <laughs> but anyway, um, anyway, so I'm, I'm working at K104 and I'm like, okay. I'm still going to all the concerts free because mm. I know all the record company people, and they always come. All the artists still come up here. Yeah. I still got my backstage pass. Mm -hmm. I still, But I guess what? I'm going to Super Bowl, World <laughs> Series, Final Four, NBA Finals. K-104 <laughs> let me cover 28 Super Bowls, 21 NBA Finals, 21 NBA All-Star Games, 15 Final Fours, 8 World Series, 8 Baseball All-Star Games. <laughs> it was five Pro Bowls back then, but it's really seven because okay. Miami and Phoenix right. had Pro Bowls. Right. I was just counting the Hawaii Pro Bowls. I always talk about the Pro Bowls. <laughs> Two Stanley Cup Finals, the World Cup, the Olympics, all the major fights in Las Vegas and Atlanta. We're talking about all the big heavyweight fights, the big welterweight fights. Ali, <laughs> uh, Tyson, Roy Sugar Jones. Ray Leonard, Roy Jones, yeah. Floyd Mayweather. I can go on and on and on. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya. I was at all the big fights. I was at the fight when Holyfield got his ear beat off by Tyson. I got stories. Oh, oh my. This is the biggest I mean, flex I got in the stories. history of the It's mean, not a flex. It's a fact. It's a truth. It's but that's true. what makes it a flex. It's like, yeah. oh, my God. This is just real. This is 
everyday stuff that was happening to Chris Arnold. Round of applause so for this man. Still now. Woo! I mean, give it up, give man. It up. Are you serious? So, oh, my all right, goodness. So, so you've obviously met everybody. Right? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to show you something wild. Okay. We're going all over the map. Oh, no. This, this, is, this is fun. You're going to like this. Yeah. So this buddy of mine. He's a beat writer for the Dallas Cowboys. He's worked okay. for the Athletic, and his name is John Mashoda. Oh, yeah. And Mashoda was saying, hey, Chris, that picture of you and Michael Jordan is so strong. I was like, now, I've taken pictures with Jordan before. Right. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's it's, it's just, just a picture. No, I'm yeah. just saying it's just a picture. I was right, like, right, right, right. People pose, with, and, yeah, I, and right. me and Jordan, we do go back, though. Right. But still, it's like, what, what's so strong? What's so good about it? Mm -hmm. He goes, you right there when he won the title. I'm like, yeah, I was at all six of them. Yeah. And I said, but what picture are you talking about? He Come said, the one on. with you right by Jordan, and he, he's he got the trophy. I'm like, I don't have a picture. So he sent it to me. He said he saw this online. Oh, no. I'm going to show this to you first, and you think it's flex, right? <laughs> Look over his right shoulder. Oh, that's a flex. That's a flex. Chris, wait a minute. There's your boy oh right up there. Oh, my good. Are you seeing this? Man. Michael Jordan with the trophy. Y'all can describe it. I yeah. propose that we refer to Chris Arnold as Big Money Chris on this show from now on. <laughs> That's Big it. Money Chris. Big Money Chris. No, you just say OGAF. OGAF. See, I got receipts. It ain't like I'm making this stuff up. It's it's real is. This is what it is. I mean, you, you didn't even know about the picture. You didn't even know about this picture? I, I had never seen this picture. I, he just gave this to me in December. Wow. Just before Christmas. I hadn't, this happened 30 years ago. This wasn't even the first one. This was the second one. I was all of his championships. Right. I'm standing in a, a media huddle because right. we're all surrounding Jordan. He's got the trophy in his hand. This is not when him crying because the first time he was crying, his right, daddy right. He went by himself right. for the right. yeah, he, yeah. No, he went by himself. He was, he was standing there with all of us, but he was crying because he, he was with his father. He was crying because all of the critics was telling him, You'll never win the championship wow. because you dominate the ball too much. You score too much. You got to be like Magic. You got to be like Bird. You got to be, you know, you got to be more team or yeah. whatever. They are stereotyped him, and so he was crying. It took him eight years. Yeah. Wow. And so I was. That was. This was the second one where I'm standing in the background right here. The first one, his dad was there, and of course, a couple years later, yeah, finally got yeah. I got crazy stuff. I, I actually went to the Nike campus with his mom and dad in Portland one year. I got we we took a cab together. I, just, I got crazy <laughs> stories. I could go on. I went on a. I don't want to call it a blind date, but somebody tried to hook me up with Michael Jordan's sister to go to a movie. Oh wow! And back, we were in Chicago. <laughs> his, this I got these crazy I hate stories. It when that there's, there's this there's this girl who works in the NBA office. Her name is Leah Wilcox. So uh -huh. Leah, real good friend of mine, she said, Chris. This new movie came out, a Spike Lee movie or something. She said, "This movie coming out. Can you just cross the street from the hotel? Can let's go to the movie." I see. He said, "She said we're going with uh, I forget, uh, Michael's sisters now, Black and mm -hmm. Uh Michael's sister. I said, "Okay." So I was like, "Okay, they girls, and yeah, I'm gonna right, just right. go with them and right. kind of be the bodyguard." Just so. hanging out, yeah. Man, how come she put me in between them two? <laughs> Big money, Chris. And I'm like, and then somebody what? said. Well, you going out with Michael Jordan's sister, man? That must. Have, what she look like? She look like Michael Jordan with a wig on. No, she had a pretty smile. But no, Sometimes she looked. Dream. She looked exactly like him. I'm like, no, 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 no. There was zero interest. Yeah, she was a very sweet person. I'm sure she's lovely. There, there you go. I lovely she's been like inside. that. Salt of the earth. Yeah. Salt of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just one. I got a million stories like that. Oh, oh. my goodness. That is so I'm, I'm but, but again, like I said, it's because 
K one four. I have to get props to K one four. They made me the sports director, which meant the first time they let me do some things. First, I was doing all the you know in town stuff sure. for a year, and then in eighty one, I was like, I need to cover a big fight. Yeah, Sugar Ray Leonard's gonna fight Tommy Hearns in Las Vegas. Yeah, got to cover. So I made the pitch, and and they said, Well, no, we're not interested. I'm like. I could do this. I'm telling you, you know, you see what I've been doing all yeah. year. You know, the Cowboys. I wasn't even going on road trips yet with the Cowboys. It's just a home game. I see, y'all know what I'm doing. The Mavericks, Cowboys. You, I done broke stories. Right. No. Then, and I said, I got the, I got, I've talked to the promoter in, in Las Vegas, got credential. No. <laughs> then, two days before the fight, mm. guess what? We sold it to Coca Cola. You doing updates from the fight. I'm like, what? I ain't got no room. I ain't got no flight. Oh, I ain't got, man. I ain't got no credential. <laughs> they said, you'll work it out. They gave me like, I don't know, $1,200 cash and just said, cash. get on this flight. It was a late night flight. Wow. I landed in Las Vegas, stayed at the no-tail motel, whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. Walked over to Caesars Palace because that's where the fight was. Sure. Found the uh, Caesars Palace PR person, and he said, what are you? Because I was in the media tent. He said, oh, yeah, they sent you anyway. Now, I'm like 22. I'm like <laughs> looking all sad. Like, they sent me anyway. <laughs> and he said, well, wait right here. Let's see if everybody shows up with these seats because we, we got this is a fight. This is not a Super Bowl. Right? Right. We got limited seats. To, right. And I'm like, so I'm, and by the way, I'm there that afternoon. The right. fight is at night. Right. I'm there early because I wanted to make sure Absolutely. stuff happened. Yeah. And I I've, I got all the stress on me because I've got to do updates every round. Oh, wow. And I'm just in the media tent. The fight, they had the fight, they, they turned the tennis courts of Caesars Palace into yeah. a fight. Okay. Uh, an arena. Arena, yeah. And they had all the who's who there. I mean, this is the big fight. Tommy Hearns versus Sugar Ray Leonard. And I'm I remember. Like, I, remember I, I do too. Like, I do too. I'm like, I have no seat. <laughs> I'm in the media tent, and I know what. I have no idea what's going to happen. I have. How am I going to do? These? There's no cell phones back then. This is the right. '80s. How am I going to do these work updates? This out. So I'm sitting there, and of course, there's certain Dallas media newspaper writers. They recognize me because I work with them, or they see me at the Cowboy games. Hey, Chris Arnold, what are you doing here? So I'm talking to Skip Bayless. Was like, Skip, I was actually doing his updates for K104. For you, for those who don't know, Skip Bayless used to do a one minute update. Yeah. On K104. I remember before that. he got big time. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we, we had to let him go because Tom Jones said every time Skip would say something real. By the way, he got he wasn't as bad as he is now with these right. crazy opinions that's diabolical. Yeah. But he would <laughs> always say something with a twist on it. They would hijack the show because the phone calls from that point on, what did he just say? <laughs> and Tom's like, we're trying to do right, this or right. talk about that or whatever. He's going the other direction. So I'm talking in the tent, tent and I'm trying to, you know, ain't no, I'm just killing time because ain't no, you know, it's like, I'm waiting for the person. And the person, they see me and they, oh, we don't know what's happening. Well, preliminary fights are going on, different media people going back to their, going to their seats. And I'm just sitting there like, heart beating. Ooh. This thing is sponsored by Coca-Cola. <laughs> Updates. What am I going to do? Mm. I can't even get no interviews. Or no. Well, I know what I can do. I can get some interviews at the press conference afterwards. But that's not the updates that's round by round. That's right. So it was time for the fight to begin. It was like it's all, the, the prelims were over. It's time for the big fight. The PR person for Caesars, I'm like, where did he go? Can't find him. 
The security guy is police officer who was letting the media go. I mean, they had their credentials. Mm -hmm. He's standing right there, and they're all going to their seats. And I said, hey, man, Uh (laughs) you know I'm in the media. You've been seeing me here all day. They would. I can't find Bob, uh-huh. Bob <laughs> Thompson. I can't yeah. find him. Right. He's running around and he's got a seat for me, and so I slipped him a twenty. <laughs> and he said, "Okay." And so I went off, and I got that. But see, I have to come back to the tent to do the update because oh. the, the landline phones are in the tent. Okay. In front of you know, because they didn't have laptop computers for these reporters, these newspapers. They had the typewriters, electric typewriters, but right. they had a phone bank. Right. Okay. So I, I had to come back. And I did the update, and I had to give him another twenty, oh, and another no, twenty, man. and another twenty, and I'm going back and forth, and back and forth, and back. And forth. But I did it, damn it! You right? <laughs> and yes, then when it's sir. over, I got my interviews from the post game uh, press conference and stuff. <laughs> and then from that point on, flew back. That point on, K104 said, "Anywhere you want to go, anything want to do, you deliver." Wow! See, you got to deliver. You pass the test. You got it, yeah. And you got to say, uh, my whole philosophy is, you always want to give. People more, yeah. Therefore, it makes it hard for them to fire you. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I say I don't want them to replace me. Yeah. I like what I do. And guess what? I'm be low key. When I say low key, I wish I would tell the rest of the DJs how much fun I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> they just say, "Yeah, he's just doing sports." Yeah, uh, yeah. He's just uh, in the sports world. That's all. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Oh, I was. I had wow. the best of both worlds. You sports, really did. entertainment. Like I said, concerts and uh, everybody came through K104 because yeah. it was in Dallas. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody came through. So I got stories like from you know name all the entertainers yeah, too. Yeah, so. so let me ask you a question, Chris. Big money, you, Chris. Uh, I'm sorry, big, big money, Chris. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, <laughs> the money ain't got nothing to do to right. do with it because I don't make no time joining money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but th- so that th- you have mentioned so many just nuggets for success. Mm-hmm. What do you think for yourself? Like, because everybody, I think we you, you got to know one of your special gifts. Uh, when you're trying to do something, accomplish something, mm-hmm. what do you think is the key to your personal success? You can't be afraid of failure. Failure doesn't define you unless you let it. Failure is a lesson learned. Wow. In right. other words, if something goes wrong, people have make mistakes all the time. Wow. Whatever it is, it, you thought you were going to get this job, it didn't happen. Maybe it wasn't meant to be that time. Wow. But you can't let that stop you. You've got to say, okay, I learned from that lesson. Mm. What did I learn? Not mm. to do this. It's kind of like Michael Jordan had a, a commercial back in the day mm-hmm. where he's talking about how he's made all these game-winning shots. And he said, but I missed a lot of them too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did I quit? No. I just made a better shot. Mm. I just started dunking on some punk heads. <laughs> I threw that part in. <laughs> he just he, he actually uh, got that fadeaway going, you know. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he came up with the Jordan rules. The Pistons came up with the Jordan rules right. where they would just beat, beat him, him up. up. Yeah. Whenever he came into the paint, That's they just right. beat him down. You don't come in here and dunk on us? You okay. gonna pay? Uh huh. Uh huh. They beat him down. Bill Embiid and Rodman and and John Sally and all those guys. They beat him up. Ooh, and he started Rick lifting. Mahorn, Rick Mahorn, Rick Mahorn, yep. Mahorn, yep. Yeah. He, st- he started lifting weights. Got big. Yeah, got bigger, but he had that fadeaway. That fadeaway. fadeaway. Uh huh. That fadeaway was just so yeah. The, the key to success is remember, success is not a destination. You don't say, "Ta da, I'm yeah. here." Because what are you gonna do next? Yeah. Right. Right. You can't be satisfied. Right. I mean, unless you just want to retire, but why, what are you going to retire to? Right. At the same time, you can't let failure define you. Right. Wow. You can't say, well, that didn't work out. So, I mean, I was, thought I was going to be a DJ. Yeah. yeah. I'm in the Radio Hall of Fame. Yes. Not as a DJ. Wow. I'm actually in three Hall of Fames. I don't know if you knew that. What's the third one? Back in October, I got surprised when they put me in the Texas Boxing Hall of Fame. 
as a special I did, contributor. I, I heard you talk I about special that on contributor. Fan. I did yes. hear you talk I about was that like, on the fan. They put me and a couple of newspaper reporters, a couple of, a couple of other radio guys, and a couple of TV reporters. Okay. State of Texas. Because of what we contributed to the growth of the sport through all these years. Because wow. I'm like I said, since 1981, I've been coming out of these fights. No, seriously, when the fights were happening back, you know, we're listening mm-hmm. to the radio. That was your. It's interesting that you described what the game, what Chuck's plan was. Yeah. Because he did it. Yeah. I, yeah. As a as the outside looking in, he did it because I remember moving back to Dallas, having lived in New York, having lived in Europe, moved mm-hmm. to, lived in New York, come back to Dallas, mm-hmm. and I start listening to the morning show. And that mm-hmm. was when Skip was there. I'd right. listened before, but sure. I'm living here now. Again. Right. And I and you knew a friend of mine, uh, Terry Murphy. Of course. I worked for Hoop. I worked for him for like six years. He started Hoop It Up, Hoop De Do first. Hoop De Do, yeah. West End. Yep. yep. Yeah. I, so I did a lot of stuff with Terry. I I, I remember that. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and he would talk about you a lot too. And he was with D Magazine when he started. Yeah, he was. A, he was. A, he was a. Wow. Author, he's, one of the, he's a very talented writer. Very talented. Brilliant man. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, brilliant man. Wow. Well, he would talk about Chris a lot. Yeah. But one of the things that I remember is, uh, I would listen to K one hundred four. And I, I really did listen for sports. Mm-hmm. I When you guys kind of started to ch- change the format, that's what made me drive to listen to sports radio because I'm like, I want more of that. Because I wanted, I wanted you to have more of the segment. I love Skip, Nanette. Well, do you remember sure. what I did? And, and Sam, you didn't you, you went to the ticket? I went to the ticket. And yep. had your own K-104 show. let me do the ticket, too. I, I was telling them, uh, Hyman Childs and, and Chuck Smith, I said, I love – K one hundred and four and everything I'm doing, but I know more stuff, right. and I can't really talk about it in detail the way I want to. Right. And I said my peers, for something I was doing Jackie Robinson stuff. I'm gonna keep it real. Yeah. There were guys that just said, "Yeah, okay, but you're on a music station." Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm. wait a minute. Wow. What does that got to do with anything? Well, you're not really real. You're on a music station. It's like uh, like I'm doing something uh, uh, something in my parents' basement or something, doing right. a, a, a blog. <laughs> and I'm like, right. no, I, we're affiliated with Associated Press. We're full service station. Music is a big part of our format, but I'm I do sports. Right. right. And I literally there was certain um, sports when I was covering them, they would not give me a credential. It took me seven years to get an NCAA credential for the Final Four. Hmm. Are you yeah, serious? It was like doing taxes. Every year I was trying to get a credential. But they, I wasn't the only one they were hard on. They were, they were uh, I call it newspaper biased. Mm. They were okay. print media biased. Right. If you're in broadcasting, they're like, you're not real. You're not mm. the real media. You're not a journalist. Right. You're a broadcaster. <laughs> How dare you think you could cover something? Oh, wow. So it took years. And, and even Channel 8 couldn't get uh, a Final Four credential. So wow. when I covered the Final Four, K1, uh, Channel 8 piggybacked off of me being there, Got and they get studio, they get a, another TV station, another ABC affiliate, and wherever so I was your, at the Final Four, they do a live shot with me there. Right. You uh, know, with one of their sister stations. But they or couldn't get you there. You had to go through your K104. K104. Yeah. Wow. And so what was crazy, wow. so when I went on the ticket, my show was the first show to be number one on that station, hmm. and it stayed there for five straight years. Come yep. on. So Come at one on. point, I was doing K104, the ticket. Channel 8 and Fox Sports Southwest all at the same time. And at Maverick Games in particular, this was really wild. I'm doing a live shot for Dale Hansen at 625. Yep. And he threw it to me, here's Chris Arnold over Union Arena. So I do the, I do the live shot. That was, when I got that through. That was pretty good. Right, 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 right. That, that, was, that was pretty good day. So anyway, so I do this live shot, and then by then it's like 629. You know, the news is over with. Right. 
I'm standing in front of one camera. I just step to the next camera. Go to pick Fox up the next Sports. mic. Yeah, and talk Spock. Uh, Fox Sports Southwest. Southwest. <laughs> my, my, my lips are getting tired. Yes, uh, about the pregame. Right. And I do a pregame there. So it's like, and then it's, I start getting tired and tired. So then first I quit Channel 8. And the only reason I quit Channel 8, I'm not making this up. Jordan. Let's go back to Michael Jordan again. Okay. So Jordan, after he come out of retirement the first time, he comes back to Dallas and he says, Hey, Chris, how you like your new job? I said, what new job? Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. He said, oh, the TV gig. I mean, you're doing a great job with it. I'm like, how you? How are you watching Fox Sports Southwest? By the way, I'm, back then, Mavericks were terrible. Yeah, right. Absolutely. They're the oh, worst yeah. team in all of sports. Oh, so. we remember. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell Michael Jordan doing watching Fox Sports Southwest? Right. He said, I got a satellite dish. I'll check you out. You're doing a great job, man. And that's what, and like when I was getting tired, I was like, do I do Channel 8, which is the number one station in town? Right. All right. I never thought about Fox Sports Southwest being nationwide, nationwide, nationwide. on a satellite. Wow. It's kind of like streaming nowadays, right? Right. That's yeah. right. That's right. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go stay with the Fox Sports Southwest. Because then another buddy of mine said, I was in Vegas at the sports book, and there you are interviewing Shaq on the big screen on the wall. What in the world? And I never thought about that because the Mavericks were terrible. Terrible. They were. And I was like, people weren't watching for the Mavericks. They were watching for the other team. Right. right. And I'm doing the, the interviews with whoever won the game afterwards. So that's when I made that business decision. And, you know, I've always wondered that. So thank you for answering that question wow. that I never asked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, I got crazy stories. Crazy, crazy story. So I said, Channel 8, it's been fun. <laughs> okay. Got my Emmy, kept on going. There, it is. <laughs> there you go. Thanks mm -hmm. for having me. By the way, everybody, Channel 8. It's almost like you will get an Emmy if you're at this station if all if you work hard at it. Yeah, because you know they respect the brand. Right, Absolutely. it's like saying you whatever work for us. name something real classy or whatever. And at the, at the same time, like I just got one. There are people over there in that sports department got twenty something. Yeah, been there a while, and there are people hidden gems or hidden uh, figures, just like the movie. Right, mm -hmm. black people doing stuff that people don't know behind behind the cameras and stuff. Yeah. They got like Emmy uh, retirement uh, thing with just oh, credibility. Wow. It's like oh wow, yeah. In other words, just because the people on the on the set right. are talking, the anchors, there are people behind, or, or even the reporters in the field, there are people behind the scenes been killing it. Right. Shout out to Arnold Payne and Jose Gant. Jose oh, just retired. Payne, yeah. yeah. AP. Uh, they they got. Hey, he's, lots even done, he's, he's even done a few stories now. Yeah. yeah. Photojournalist. Photojournalist. Wow. So, it was so yeah. funny because so, so me and AP. We used to uh, go out, and he was like half the time he was my photographer. They had another guy named Jack as well. But whenever AP and I were going out to cover a story, <laughs> it was Chris and Arnold, oh. or it was Arnold and Payne. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> his name was Arnold, Arnold Payne, Payne, and right. my name is Chris, Chris Arnold. Arnold. That's yeah. awesome. So they they have the assignment. He would, he would either say Chris and Arnold or, or Arnold, Arnold and Payne. Payne. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. <laughs> I got stories, man. I ain't got nothing but stories. How how did it feel just being gotta get I know we're on, on on the time. Keep us up. Uh, but we gotta I gotta ask this. Being Yeah. How did you feel being black in this industry? Did did you have the sense where that you felt like you were breaking barriers at yes. that time? I'm gonna keep it real. Because yeah. wow. I did not see anybody else like me as a broadcaster. Now my peers to show you how long I've been doing this, my peers are Michael Wilbon, Stephen A. Smith. We would all hang out 
at these big events because we were the only black people covering it. Right. Man. And 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 like Kevin Blackstone was he? Yeah, Blackstone. Yeah. But, but I was before I mean, Blackstone, him. Yeah, Blackstone was here in Dallas at the morning news. But even before then, like I said, in the eighties, yeah. especially at the Final Four, we'd kind of have a little Sunday meeting before the. <laughs> You go out, go to find a restaurant or something, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And then we just chop it up, and but I was the only broadcaster. ESPN had nobody still black. Writing right then. Yeah, like, they were still they, writing. They weren't on TV yet. Stephen A. was a writer for Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. right, right. And we used to play pickup basketball when we were covering the final. I mean the uh, NC, the uh, NBA finals. Yeah, there'd be in between games. You know, you cover them. You're in the city for how many days in a row? Right. Shoot, after we did the. The interviews with the players and they're gone. We get the gym. Yeah. Oh, we got wow. The, we're, we're playing pickup basketball, half can court, Steve, full court. He can play. Who? I was just like, can, day, he can he hoop for real? Because mm-hmm. he always talk about he can. He got game, but oh, he got some game. Yeah. Oh, that's legit. Oh. Yep. Another CA confidential. Oh, I got. Look, I used to play pickup basketball not only with Stephen A. and some of these writers uh-huh. and reporters, you know, covering the big Final Fours, NBA Finals, or whatever, but locally, Skip Bayless. Like to play basketball. I'm not gonna say some. He could just stand out there and shoot. Okay. I'm not gonna say he had any moves or anything. Right. I used but to play pick a basketball game. Though. Yes. I would. He would say, "I, I got the, I got the keys to the gym at SMU. Can you play a pickup game with <laughs> me and Nancy Lieberman and Martina Navratilova and Bill McAtee, who does the Masters? Oh yeah. Wow. He was. A, he was at Channel Eight. Channel Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. McAtee's longtime friend too. I'm just yeah. all these people I just named. I've been knowing them forever. Wow. So I'm playing pickup basketball. I mean, there's. I play pickup basketball. This, this is another wild story. Me and Spud Webb, Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman. This wasn't even at the Martin Luther King Center. This was at a church off of Central Expressway. Oh, just wow. playing pickup. Some, some playing pickup. Because <laughs> Spud's agent, you know, Joe Dumars, too, Spud's yeah. agent, Robin Blakely, represented all of them. We know Robin. We know Robin. Yeah, y'all know Robin. Robin. Yeah. Robin was a good friend of dad. There yeah. you go. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Your dad know everybody. And, well, everybody. And, and Spud's, <laughs> exactly. dad, Spud's dad used to work in the restaurant with him. There yeah. you go. Yeah. He, yeah. It all add up. He made yeah. our peach gobbler. There yeah. it is. <laughs> Man. I got is... Okay, and speaking of pickup basketball games, so then I had this great idea when Spud was having his uh, celebrity basketball games in the summertime. Uh-huh. It was me and Robin and, and Spud. It was, it was for the Boys and Girls Club. Right. There's only two Three players in the NBA that had uh, certified, league-approved summertime basketball classics. They didn't want the players to get hurt. Right. It was Magic, Larry Bird, and Spud. That was it. How did Spud pull that off? That's Robin. You know uh, Spud's shot. He ain't going to say nothing. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> and that's why, that's why I was like the spokesperson for Spud getting the other players because they all love Spud. Right. But he's too scared to ask them. <laughs> I'm like, Spud. So I'm, I'm – out at Cowboys training camp, back then it was Thousand Oaks, California. Right. Magic would have his summertime classic out there. Spud is always there because he's dunking. Yeah. Everybody loves Spud. And he played yeah. golf. And all the big names would be there. And so it was up to me to, to say, recruit yo, for Spud. to recruit for Spud. <laughs> and so on one of those years, in fact, it was the last couple of years we did it, <laughs> I was like, you know what? We need to make some more money. How about we have a charity game of horse? In Roger Starbuck's backyard. Oh Roger Starbuck loves to play back basketball. Terry Murphy used to invite me over to Roger Starbuck's backyard to there play you basketball. Go. See? Wow. Yes. And it, it had the goals up on the trees by the garage <laughs> and all that. Anyway, <laughs> off, of, off of LBJ. He's moved now, but it's off of LBJ. Well, so check this out. So Roger thought, he said, yes, I will have some of my corporate friends. And because they would get a kid. This is lifetime. You know, this is this bucket list. They love to do it. So. Me and Spud and Magic Johnson and Dennis Robin and Chris Mullen and Carl Malone and, 
You just name all the words. Dominique, Ron Harper. You realize he just named the dream, just named the oh, dream yeah, team. Oh, yeah, the dream. Damn near all the dream. <laughs> By the way, Michael Jordan never got a chance to play in Spud's event, and the only reason it didn't happen is the one year it was going to happen, they decided to honor him in Chicago with something, and he could not not be at that. Oh, it was the city of Chicago. Goodness. And it, they threw that out there because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm there. Because Michael would always play in Magic's deal. Right. And I can't remember if he ever played in Larry's deal because I never did go to Larry. Okay. Larry, Larry uh, Oh, yeah. We, this is so funny. Magic would do a great job at his own deal. And by the way, he had the most unbelievable, unbelievable after party. Oh, and I'm, I'm not sure. talking. I'm not talking about oh, something. I'm sure. I don't know about the after after party. <laughs> right, I don't, right, right, right. But I'm talking about the straight up legit <laughs> after party. Shoot. It was <laughs> it was in Century City. This place called a Century Club. Dr. Dre talk about it all the time in his song. <laughs> if you get in the Century Club, you Uh-oh. know. Uh-oh. So Magic would have his after party in there, and it would basically be a who's who of not only all the players, all the most beautiful women in Hollywood. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you'd have, like, Spike Lee right there. Okay. You'd have Mike Tyson over there. Arsenio Hall over there. You'd have Black Hollywood in yeah. force off in that mug. Mm. And I one night I was like, I was just shaking my head saying, if a bomb blew up in this building. <laughs> All the black people. Are but not money. only that, billions of dollars. Wow. <laughs> Think about it. Michael Jordan, Spike Lee, Arsenio Hall. I go down there, Mike Tyson. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, I'm going on and on and on. Barkley, all oh, of them. man. They're all there. And I'm like, this is just insane. That's insane. And so, like I said, I would help Spud do the recruiting yeah. out there in L.A., and they all come to Dallas. Wow. And those, those, those Spud all-star games were just absolutely amazing. So who of all the – I mean, you've obviously met all these people. Mm-hmm. Who is – like? The, is there some person – that like even to this day you're like I can't believe I, I met that person or I talked to that person or is there anybody like that for you? Um, what I what I okay this is too wild. It, <laughs> this is not that wild, but it's too wild. okay. So I met so many people, right? And I'm impressed with all of them. Don't get me wrong, sure, right? But when you cover them all the time or right. you see them on every, it's like either they become your friends a little bit or you they know who you are and you don't put them on a pedestal, right? Now right. Ali's on a pedestal. Oh, I put course. him on a pedestal. Yeah. I got to tell you a joke he told me one time. This is too <laughs> funny. So I first met him when I was in high school. And the first thing I realized when I met him is in the hotel lobby with my parents. And I just, I shook his hand. I was expecting, he was real nice. And this is in the 70s when he could still be right. cognizant, cognizant and all that. And he, right. I mean, he was, he was just still rhyming and stuff, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And I shook hands with him. He had the biggest hands that were soft as pillows. Wow. I'm thinking fighter calluses, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. rough hands and, you know, whatever. Soft pillows. Take care of the money Take makers. It. There it is. Got to. Got there to. it is. Yeah. Jordan even said, <laughs> he said, he get pedicures because he got to tear his wheels. Oh, take care of them wheels. Makes sense. That's smart. Basketball players got the most jacked up feet of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They toes do gang signs. What? I'm telling you, it's, it's that bad. <laughs> so, so Ali's on, on one level. But the story Ali told me, I'll never forget. He comes into town. They have this thing called Fight Night. I want to say this is in the early 1990s. And he's at, they're having this big reception at somebody's home in Preston Hollow. Uh-huh. So they send me and AP, Arnold Payne, over yep. there. Uh-huh. And so uh, they said, they are, it's all set up. He's going to do this little short interview with Channel 8 Sports. So I'm over there, and he's doing these magic tricks and stuff. And he's fine. He's just, you know, he's talking to people and stuff. And I'm like, okay, when does he want to do this, right? <laughs> we had something set up over in the yard on the side by the patio and his indoor, outdoor. And his, and I'm like, we've been here about an hour, and it's like, do they? 
And they said, he's not ready. He'll be ready in a minute. And then finally, they said, well, champ want to know if we do it over here. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so we go to this other part of the house. Right. In the patio yeah. area. And then we're standing there, and I'm getting ready to interview him. He goes, do you mind? He's whispering. He goes, do you mind if we not do the interview? Because I didn't take my medicine today. And, you know, I really don't want to. I said, oh, that's no problem, Chip. Let's just take some pictures. Right. He said, okay, good. And then we're standing there posing for the picture. He said, can I ask you something? Uh-huh. I said, what? He said, you getting it? <laughs> <laughs> and he had that little twinkle in his eye. I'm like, no, he didn't. <laughs> but he said the whole word. <laughs> and he had that look in his eye like, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I fell out laughing. Oh. I got that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh my God! I got stories, but the but the one thing you like in the same kind of like I say, he's Ali. He's, yeah. he's the goat. He's the original goat. Greatest, right. of, all, oh greatest of all time. There would be phrase. There would be no phrase the goat, goat right. if it wasn't for Ali always saying, "I'm the greatest of all time." Yes, Not right. I'm the greatest. Yes. I'm the greatest of, of all time. time. That's Absolutely. right. Yeah, that's right. The person, and he's he's a good friend of mine to this day. I used to think it would be really cool if I knew as a friend. It's like a kid, yeah, high school kid. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool if I knew Tony Dorsett. Now I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. Wow. Oh wow! And no cowboy fan. Yeah. Right. This is when he was at Pitt. Okay. And I'm like, I just thought he was cool, and he was like, wow, so fast. He's so fast, and yeah. I'm like, and he seemed like an. I mean, I don't just Sports Illustrated articles. Right. Like, yeah. Right. I'd be, not just even met him. I like as a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be damned if I moved to Dallas and he's a friend. Wow. wow. To this day. Man. To this day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But that's the, o- I'm like, that's the only time a sports figure I said, I wish they were my friend. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. I was like a little kid, and he wasn't, I wasn't, like I said, I, my idol was Bruce Lee. Right. And then kind of Ali. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I'd be nice to have a friend like Tony Dorsett. Wow. And then we became friends. That's amazing. To this day. I'm going to tell you what, man. I got this, stories. This, this, <laughs> this, is, this has blown me away, number one. <laughs> number two. I don't know if we can top, as we're doing this podcast, if we can ever top that Muhammad Ali story. No. <laughs> I don't know if, ever, <laughs> know if we can ever top that. But let's 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 go ahead and finish up. Let's hit him with the seven shots of smoke. All right, we got seven shots of smoke. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's an either or question. Sure. So, Rapid fire. You ready? Rapid fire. Rapid yeah. fire. You ready? Mm-hmm. Better athlete, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. Oh, Deion. Wow. Okay. I'm only going to say that. Don't get me wrong. Bo was powerful. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. I even saw Dion run track and play basketball. Oh, yeah. I've never. Okay. Bo doesn't look like he could. A lot of running backs do not know how to play basketball. Okay. That's good. Okay. That I'm going to Dion Prime. Yep. Coach Prime. Prime. All right. So we you, coming. You've been everywhere. Mm-hmm. You, you know food. Mm-hmm. Better city for dining, Chicago or New Orleans? Uh, I would say New Orleans, but I am not huge seafood. Okay. okay, and that is a seafood capital. So right. I'm, a, I'm only leaning Chicago, Chicago because because you're not a seafood guy. Yeah, okay. but but yes. don't get me wrong, I will eat some uh, catfish. Yeah, and I'll eat fish that's not fishy. Yeah, I got you. But that I do sense. not eat um, crustaceans. Okay, and I'm not allergic to them. I just just that's not, not your to. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Me neither. He doesn't either. <laughs> don't show me an old store shrimp. I'm just not gonna go there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> shrimp, lobster. Bring crab, bring you, you wear it all out. Yeah. I will eat a gator. Oh, <laughs> tastes like chicken. That's what they say. If you, you slice it thin enough, <laughs> Prince or Michael Jackson? Oh, 
Oh, okay. And okay. by just the, I, I, I just look at Prince as like a genius, and Michael being one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Sure, Prince can play all these instruments. Yes. Yeah, Michael can play the piano a little bit, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but Michael was a was a was a genius himself. But Prince was like his. It was a savant when it came to music. Yeah, and his yeah. music, all of it was so different. Michael's was more of a genre of R and B, his style, pop R and B, king of pop. But Prince was like he could do. It. And you, you, when people say. Guitarist, oh. you you gotta say Prince, Eric Clapton, gotcha. Jimi Hendrix. Well, when gotcha. they ask, have you ever seen that interview where they ask Eric Clapton, who's the, how does it feel to be the greatest guitarist in the world? And he said, Ask Prince. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly that's what like, he said. <laughs> All right, who's gonna win a championship first, Rangers or Cowboys? Oh, oh. <laughs> I have to pause because you stumped him on the, the Rangers have loaded up. They have. They have. They have, and they got Bochi. Bochi always wins the game. Yes, sir. I just think the Cowboys are so due. Yeah. Rangers. Rangers. Oh! oh mark that. Dr. Day, did you hear Dr. Mark Day? that. I'm saying that, hoping that they win. I did. <laughs> I'm hoping and praying to God that they get a Super Bowl. Oh, So, man. people, they have not won a Super Bowl this century. They have not won but four playoff games this century. My, yes, my kids don't understand yes, why we're Cowboy fans. They don't right. get it. I mean, they don't know. We grew up They've with never Drew lived and Harvey it. and those mm-hmm. guys. Those, oh, yeah. And those were our boys. Oh, yeah. All right. Brisket or pulled pork? I grew up in Memphis, and they love pulled pork, but they don't know how to do it right. When I say oh. they don't know how to, they do it right, but guess what they do? They put coleslaw on it. You got to tell them not to put the coleslaw on the pulled pork. Yeah. And I go with Memphis. I feel like we're brothers. But let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. I got to go with brisket. Because my grandpa, who lives in Oklahoma, okay. raised me on brisket. Chris, give, Chris, give me some brisket. Go get some brisket. Brisket. We got to go get some brisket. Yeah, hey, Oklahoma knows. Yeah, they do. They know. They know. All right. Better Cowboys quarterback, Aikman or Staubach? Aikman. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And I love Ryder Staubach. Okay. I remember back when Troy was. People used to act like, oh, we all love Troy. No, y'all didn't. Y'all used to say <laughs> no. he wasn't that good because yep. well, I had Emmitt Smith behind me and that offensive line, that and defense, Michael Irvin, and, Michael yeah. Irvin and uh, Alvin Harper. Anybody could do this. And then they would say, when they, so they win all these championships, well, how many come from behind victories has he had? <laughs> he didn't have to. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I'm like, the man threw perfect passes. Don't get me wrong. I love Roger. Roger the Dodger. Yeah. Come from behind and everything you want to your kid to grow up and do it right. Absolutely. Right. But Troy Eggman. Troy Eggman's your guy. Mm-hmm. Last Troy. one. Seven shots, uh, smoke shots. Yeah. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Oh, that's easy. Air. Uh-oh. Whoa. Air Jordan. So you got a big, big LB fan I'm, here. I'm but an LB fan. I'm not I saying, yeah, I'm not saying yeah. LeBron ain't no good. Right, 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 right. And he will be the greatest and the, uh, the GOAT for a lot of people. Right, right. right. But I lived the Jordan stuff too. Right. I was there for both. Right. And well, that, that's and again, I, I always say I love LeBron's path that he's created. It's right. not the cookie cutter. I'm gonna be just like Michael. Right. And I hate the fact. And I think I have to give him uh, credit for having mental toughness because there are people who just want to hate on him. Yes, sir. And say you are not Michael Jordan. You cannot be that. And he has to fight through that. Right. And so he's he's created his own path. Just because Michael was six and zero in the finals, got six rings, got all these MVPs. Uh, Bill Russell got 11 rings. Right. right. So it ain't about a ring count. Right. right. LeBron's been to – I was saying the most phenomenal thing LeBron He's ever did was go – Ten finals. Ten finals. Yeah. At one point, like nine or eight in a row. Right. So it was like, this is – and his body, he's 38 years old. He's got – he got Kareem's points. The White House ever saying, Kareem is the greatest of all time. The, the hook shot is amazing. Right. Kareem was amazing. Right. Right. But then here comes Jordan. 
Right. And they like, yeah, creamy. Yeah. Right. And so you look when you look at the points, does that make Carl Malone the third greatest player of all time? No. <laughs> no. He uh-uh. got the third most points. Right. So I don't even I just look at LeBron is his own beast. He right. Is. He's amazing. He is. I'm not gonna call him a goat though. Maybe he's another beast that's the beast that's respectable. <laughs> I think he's a it's a different category. It's a whole category. That's a different category. Like uh, you, a longevity category absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. When you look at like you look at Michael Jordan though, on like w- the eye test, by far the most amazing mm-hmm. basketball athlete of our time. Yeah. yeah. Of, of, if you of, were to create one, that's that's the model. That's why Kobe yeah. tried. And by the way, there are people hating on Kobe. Oh, he's pocket change Jordan. Oh, everything you do is great. Stick his tongue out. When he passed away, they're like, oh, wait a minute. Absolutely. Oh, Kobe's so this. Right. And yeah. right. Sometimes you have to be away from the game, retired. That's right. Where, when LeBron finally retires, maybe he'll get even more props. But I give him major props because they called him the chosen one from day one. Yes, sir. And he had to live old. up to that. He surpassed the hype. Yes, right. sir. But here's another analogy of how great LeBron is. And, again, I'm choosing Jordan the greatest all time. Right. But to show you how great he is, somebody said, if you had to start a team mm-hmm. out of all these great players, mm-hmm. who would be the team? who would be the guy you started with? Mm-hmm. And this guy said LeBron James, and here's the reason why he said it. Mm-hmm. Because LeBron is the only one that could play with any of them. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. All the rest of them That's right. have either a quirk where they're not, they might be a center, they might, right. you know, Will, Bill Russell, somebody big, a large one, or they might be a powerful, or they right. might be a guard, they might be limited, or they have personality. Well, I'm the alpha dog. Mm-hmm. Right. Only LeBron could play with any one of them. Right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, you still ain't no Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Listen, uh, this has been amazing. This has been gold. This has been, I mean. This is platinum. Thanks Facts. for having me. Oh. Facts. We will Chris, do it again soon. Please. Oh, we'd love to. Thank sure. you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for just taking your time. And we know how busy you are. Yes. <laughs> we, we see you everywhere. Yeah, and no so we, we, we just appreciate you taking your time. And, and and just sharing these amazing gold nugget stories. And I think, you know, as we're we're celebrating Black History Month mm-hmm. and we're talking to we're really highlighting the local black media who have influenced us but also represented. You gave us a voice. You've been a voice for generations. Appreciate that. And it's been a pleasure to spend this time and hear this, but I just thank you for what you for for deciding that you wanted to be a radio DJ. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And when the guy took your job in Memphis, you're like, oh, let's go to Dallas and just make this thing work. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just, I applaud that. And I, I hope people that listen will take those nuggets. Yeah. Full of twists and turns. And, and, right. and realize that, hey, it starts with a plan. Because when you have to adjust, you know all the things you got to adjust with it. Because mm-hmm. you knew where you wanted to go. Exactly. Wow. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I also had backup plans. You just <laughs> got to be ready. Got to be ready. Well, Ladies thank you so much. Get your backup plan together. That's one of the keys to success. Hustle hard, perseverance. Can I give you one of my favorite quotes? Yes, sir. One of my favorite quotes back in the day when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And Two things real quick. My favorite poem, and this is a life lesson, Read the Poem If by Rudyard Kipling. Oh, And it is a life lesson. uh, One of the lines in the poem is, if you can handle all these things, you'll be a man, my son. That's the way, the way it ends. It yes. shows you how to be a man and how wow. to how to handle adversity, how to handle success, wow. how to handle every kind of situation. Wow. 
it, it just reminds you if you can handle all of these things, not just the highs, not just the lows, right. then you're a man. The, the phrase I like to say, mm-hmm. it reminds me when I was a little kid, Robert F. Kennedy said, some people see things as they are and ask why. Mm-hmm. I dream things that never were and ask why not. And that's my favorite because it's like, why not? I remember when I was went to college mm. at OU, they said, you can't be no DJ. I was like, I'm already one. Uh-huh. I got FCC license. Yes, sir. You can't get on a campus station. I don't want to be on a campus station. I'm going to Oklahoma City. <laughs> it's like, don't try to define me. Don't don't be mad at me because I don't conveniently fit into your stereotype. There wow. it is. There it is. That's it. Say, man, we're going to leave him with why not. Why not? Why not? Well, one thing I will say is yeah. this has been delightful. And yeah. it was brought to you by Smokey John's Barbecue Sauce and Barbecue Rub. And what's that for? It's for your meat. Yes, sir. There it is. As you always say, Juan. Don't stop till you get enough. However. Once you've found your fill, we suggest that you shut it down. Back up off of it. Cut it out. Let it breathe. Don't do it no more. All right. Peace out, y'all. Say goodnight to mama. Goodnight, mama.